we're going to be in the book of Luke, Mark, and Matthew. We're going to be in all of them, but the sermon won't be long, but I just needed to make a point as I went through these particular scriptures um, in this particular uh, situation. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell you what the series is. Nah, I'll tell you what the series is now, and then you just go ahead and put that graphic up. Um, we're talking to our series is woman, the most undervalued essential worker, woman, the most undervalued and essential worker. And well, let's look at Luke chapter eight and, and E, I know I'm, I'm adding scriptures on here that I know you probably ain't even got from me. Um, but Luke eight, I'm going to read 41 through 48 in the King James version, Luke eight verses 41 through 48. I know I said 43, but I'm going to add some more stuff to it too. Anyway, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into the house. Man, this might sound good. I appreciate you. For he had one, excuse me, only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years. Which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thrown thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody have touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, daughter, <clears throat> be of good comfort. Thy faith <clears throat> hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Hey, remind me to order these sound barriers, because I think I asked for them a minute ago, but I don't think they came yet. So I need to make sure I get into that. And, and let's look at Matthew. Matthew, I mean Mark, chapter 5, verses 22 through 34. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus, same story, sound like the same story, don't it? Came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. And once Jesus realized that the power had gone for him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answer, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing 
what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. I, I felt like I need to go by Mark too. And because I believe because this is so significant, I need women to hear this. Sometimes the synoptic gospel, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, sometimes they say some of the stories the same. And sometimes they say one, and only one of them will say it. But this time they made sure all three of the synoptic gospel spoke to this. John is not a synoptic gospel, so some of those who are not theologians, I hear you thinking that I don't know what I'm talking about, but you just don't. All right? Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Uh, um through. No, no, no. I already did that. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. We did Matthew just now. Matthew chapter 9 uh, verses 18 through 22. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus rose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Lord, ask for your power, your grace to reside upon me to bring a word like only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's amazing how he, she was walking. Uh, Jairus, a high-ranking official, come on somebody, began to come to see Jesus. And all of a sudden, this woman and all three synoptic gospels. That brings us to our title for today, I Won't Wait My Turn. Oh, come on, talk to the women right now. I, I won't wait my turn. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm not even just talking to women, but some of us ha, ha, are tired of waiting our turn. Come on, somebody. Every now and then, I want to jump the line. I don't like waiting in line in the restaurant. Come on, somebody. One good thing about pastor and bad thing, too, because I don't jump to the front of the line no more because church folk always let you in the front of the line to go eat, but I don't really want to go eat in the front of the line because I had got fat messing around with y'all joking, let me go in front of the line. But, but, I, but I appreciate the respect and the honor. But, but we want to talk to some women today that have been waiting your turn for so long. In fact, I want to talk to some men as well that's been waiting your turn. First of all, religion rejected this woman. She was afflicted and, uh, with an uncontrollable hemorrhage and was considered unclean. No one could touch her or anything she touched. She was ostracized and cut off from society and excommunicated from religious observances. If, if she was married, can, can you give me a little more here and a little less out there? Because I'm hearing myself come back to me. And ain't nobody out there but y'all. Ain't but four or five people. Yeah. She, yeah, she ostracized and was cut off from society and excommunicated from religious observances. If she was married, she was to be divorced. The fact of this woman's uncleanliness had sunk deeply into her mind for she had been cut off from society and family, left all alone for 12 years. Uh, uh, 
And she had gone to every doctor she knew for or, or had ever heard about and not one was able to help her. She was now poor for she had spent all she had seeking to find a cure. She had daily experienced the pit of loneliness, unacceptance and low self-esteem. She was nothing even in her own eyes. Therefore, in approaching Jesus, she felt both embarrassment and unworthiness. Her hemorrhaging was a personal and intimate matter that was too embarrassing to be discussed before the people. And, and, and she felt Jesus would never touch her because of her uncleanliness. She was too unclean. However, she had exactly what it takes to help to get help from God, a, a desperation and a belief that Jesus Christ could help. See, we can picture her wondering, what am I to do? He, he will not greet me. I, I'm unclean. Jairus, a high-ranking official, is calling out to him about his daughter. Jesus is going to talk to him and ignore me. And there are so many people in the crowd who want to speak to Jesus. I have no hope of being healed now. No chance that Jesus would speak to me. But all of a sudden, she knew. Have you ever just came to yourself every now and then and all of a sudden you just know God is with you and he will never forsake you. And even if you made your bed in hell, he's right there with you. If, if, if he said, she said, if I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. Symbolically, her disease is a clear picture of what sin does. It cuts a person off from God and from the true fellowship with his believers. Uh, and the only means of restoration is to come to Jesus even as she did. In contrast uh, to what men do when we are confronted with the unclean, Jesus responds. He does not ostracize. Jesus calls. He does not divorce. Jesus adopts. He does not excommunicate. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. See, in the midst of her hopelessness, there was this secret hope for health by this woman. You know how you don't have hope, but hope is still in you. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know how you know you're not going to make it in your mind, but something deep down in your spirit lets you know that you have a God that will never leave you nor forsake you, a God that sticks closer to you than any brother or mother or father. All of a sudden, even though you're in the midst of hell and a scandal, even if you put yourself right there, all of a sudden you said, even if I made my bed in hell, I know. She had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She was desperately hopeless, feeling ashamed, embarrassed, and unworthy according to the law. She would not even be in the crowd surrounding Jesus. Come on, somebody. Y'all should be able to understand this because we got the COVID-19 going on. If you if you coughing, you're supposed to stay at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all don't know. Uh, uh, she, she wasn't even supposed to be around the crowd. Especially, she wasn't supposed to be around Jesus, a priest. She was supposed to be isolated, but her desperation drove her to Jesus. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. She felt that Jesus would never touch her because she was unclean. But she had heard so many wonderful things about him. If she could only touch his garment, 
Oh, he would never know and she would be healed. Imagine her faith. How, how, she had to know her theology though. She had to be reading her Bible because she had to understand the law because the law said that if the, the, the cloak, the, the oil, as it said, ran from Aaron's beard down to his garment, the anointing was, was symbolic in the robe. So if you could touch the robe of the priest, that was a part of the priest. That's why they had the long robe because the anointing back then was in the cloak. That's why Elijah, when he called Elisha to be a prophet, he threw the cloak on him because that was a sign and that was the anointing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So see, he said, if I can just touch it, she understood the law. If I can touch him and not be seen, she understood. I don't know what revelation she had, but she had to understand that Jesus was intertestamental. I know I just made that word up, but I believe he was intertestamental because his arms stretched to the old testament when he was on the cross and stretched to the new testament when he was on the cross and he was in the midst of the gospel his legs were crossed they put a nail through both of his shins one nail for two legs even though he had two nails for two arms to let you know he was breathing the old testament and the new testament together she understood the law and she understood the anointing was in the cloak but she also knew she wasn't about to touch a priest but she said I'm about to have an intertestamental blessing right now I'm about to touch the hem of his garment and I shall be made whole. Oh, I ain't going to wait my turn. Why are they talking to Jairus? I'm going to slip up behind Jesus. I ain't going to wait my turn. I ain't going to wait in line. I ain't going to wait on nobody to give me a job. I'm going to start my own business. Come on, somebody. I, I ain't going to wait on the man to approve me. I, I, I didn't get the PPP loan because they weren't giving a whole bunch of African-Americans money, and they weren't giving black women nothing at all. So I can't wait on you. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start my own real estate company. I'm going to start my own cleaning business. I'm going to start my own camera ministry. I'm going to start my own. I can't wait. On you. He who began a good work in me shall finish it. So I don't need you. <laughs> Mary had a baby all by herself with Jesus. Now I'm not encouraging y'all to do that. It's just there's a spiritual analogy. Jesus was born of a virgin to make sure that they understood that that God only needed to use you. <laughs> see, see. It's, it's intertestamental. He breached the law and brought in grace. He, he, he never broke the law, but he understood you couldn't, uh, you couldn't deal with the law all by yourself, so he ushered in grace. Come on, somebody. If I jump off the top of this building, hopefully I won't die, but I'm probably going to break something. But hopefully I got enough sense not to jump because I understand that gravity is going to pull me down. Come on, somebody. I might fly down about a second, but I ain't going to fly up. If I ain't got no, you know, I need a parachute or something. And even then, it ain't enough, enough, enough height for that to even help me. So, so, so what I'm saying is gravity is a powerful law. But, 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 but if I get some aerodynamics going, if I get a plane, come on, somebody. If I get a hang glider, if I get a parachute, I can defy the laws of gravity because the, the law of aerodynamics supersedes the law of gravity. And what I'm telling you is Jesus understood the law, but he understood. I know oh, y'all don't hear me. Remember when he healed the leopards? 
He said, go and show yourself unto the priest because the priest was supposed to let you know if you was clean or not. And they said, you will be healed when you get there. But because of their faith, he began, they began to get healed as they walked towards it. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Can I talk to some females? Can I talk to some males today that some people have been feeling left out? But if you could just start walking towards what God has called you to do and look toward the healer which comes with your help and get off your blessed assurance and do something, I promise you he'll bless. Jesus' response is fourfold. Number one, Jesus turned to the woman. There was no way Jesus could have felt the touch to his robe. He was being pressed and thronged by the crowd, yet when he stepped up behind, when she stepped up behind him and touched his robe, he knew. How did he know? Her faith touched him. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. It, it, It is faith. That touches Jesus. Y'all don't hear me. Faith will never go unnoticed or ignored by Jesus. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. Virtue, power, and life went from Jesus into her. See, when a person places his or her faith in Jesus, and his power, it touches Jesus. And Jesus infuses his virtue, his power and life into that person. That is what life and salvation are all about. The infusion of God's virtue, power and life into the spirit of a man or woman. Jesus stopped and turned to the woman. To Jesus, the most important work in all the world is meeting a person's need. The more desperate the need the more Jesus wants to stop and face the need. Nothing will keep Jesus from stopping and turning to a person who comes to him in desperation. Number two, Jesus saw the woman. He turned to the woman, but he also saw the woman. I know some of y'all feel like y'all ain't seen, but Jesus sees everything. Y'all don't hear me? See, some of y'all are trying to get attention to that man or that woman, but if you could just get Jesus' attention... He'll lead you to the right one. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I, know he, I know he got the bling bling on, so you ran over there. Uh, but, 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 you know, I, 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 I know she, you know, she, 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 she a brick house, but, but you, uh, <clears throat> let me get back into my sermon. He saw her desperation, her confession of hopelessness, her need, her faith, and his heart went out to her from the depths of his compassion. Jesus knew that the woman didn't have the support of her father like Jairus' daughter. She didn't have any friends. Has anyone out there felt lonely or abandoned? Find comfort in this. Jesus will stop for you before he stops and helps those who already have support. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't have nobody and you screaming out to God, he going to get to you first. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, I'm not saying be proud of being lonely, but what I am saying is find comfort in this. If you're really desperate enough and call on Jesus loud enough, he'll get to you first. Jairus is a high-ranking official. I believe all of the men that wrote the synoptic gospel made sure that they said what was going on. Come on, somebody. Because they were so shocked 
that this man from the synagogue had come out there and went to Jesus and humbled himself. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops and deals with this woman who was out of order to the law. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, see, sometimes the church, I know I'm a pastor, and hopefully, uh, 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 sometimes the church, the religious folk, they, they, they'll make something out of order that don't make no sense to their human mind, but it's in order for God. Oh, y'all don't say, it didn't make any sense for Jesus to ignore the synagogue official who was already in the front of the line. Because all the people were really crowded around because the heiress was coming. Because the president was coming. Because the governor was coming. And, and everybody was out there because all of a sudden they see this great official humbling himself to come to Jesus. Who probably was talking about Jesus wasn't no God. But now his daughter died. And then I run it that the daughter was 12 years old and the lady had an issue of blood for 12 years. Uh, it's, everything is intertwined with each other because Jesus is letting us know by the number that he already knew what her problem was and what her issue was. And it's a, it's a foretaste of the cross, a death having to take place for a healing. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So this young lady died in Jairus' house, the high religious official, Oh, y'all don't hear me. And, and he probably didn't even say nothing to the lady because he, was, he, he, he had humbled himself enough so he didn't even sit up there and try to throw her in jail for touching the garment of a priest because he had his own desperate situation. But because Jesus understood that I need to take care of the law and the natural, oh, y'all, the law and the spirit, I'm going to go ahead and let this situation happen. Come on, somebody. God said, I'm going to orchestrate this situation and let this man be in a desperate situation where he won't sit up there and judge the woman. And Jesus said, go ahead and be whole. And so now he's going with Jairus and the lady going away. And I'm sure Jairus was looking like how in the world did you let her break the law on you but because he was in a desperate situation come on somebody his 12 year old daughter had died so he wasn't worried about the 12 year old issue woman he just needed to get Jesus to the house ain't it amazing how God will orchestrate something you thought you did it but God already knew 12 years ago where you was going to be Oh, y'all, I ain't got enough time to go into the theological aspects of it. I might do it on, on, on another day. But, but, but I just wanted to tell you that just so you can know the, 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 the juxtaposition, the way that God parallels things if you really catch it and read your text. For, 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 for we have not a high priest. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Which cannot be touched. With the feeling of our infirmity. That's what Hebrews 4 uh, telling us. But, but, but was in all points tempted like we are. Yet without sin. He was tempted, but he didn't sin. Yet let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. She came boldly. Before Hebrew was even written, she said, I'm going to go boldly. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be all right. Even though she came with reverence and fear, she still was bold enough to touch his garment. You know that's faith. First of all, you're supposed to be stoned to death for even being outside. But you went outside because you knew if you could just get to Jesus. Can I talk to some people out in their cars right now at the drive-in church? Can I talk to the people right now who are sitting in the sanctuary, the five or six of y'all? Because even in the midst of a pandemic, you said, if I can just get to Jesus. 
I know I'll be covered. I know the doctor told me not to go outside. I know they got to take my temperature everywhere every time I come in the house of God. But at the end of the day, baby, in the midst of this pandemic, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know my family will be covered. I know my job, even though I lost my job, even though I may have lost my job, I know God will give me an entrepreneurial idea and I shall be blessed. I shall not even just be barely blessed. I have a good measure blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over, baby, because I'm going to touch Jesus. Ooh. Roll into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. See, mercy and grace are not interchangeable words. Mercy is God not doing to you what he should. Grace is God giving you the ability to do things you shouldn't be able to do. You shouldn't be able to prosper in the midst of a pandemic. But you're still here. We still shouldn't be at about the same level with tithes and offerings, but, but because we trust God. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. We don't trust man. We don't trust woman. We trust God. We know God to give us favor and cause people to give to us, but we, we don't trust. When, when you are lonely, just reflect on Hebrews. When you're lonely, Jesus can relate to you because of the way people ostracized him, including his disciples, when he faced imminent, the imminent death of the cross. He can relate to people whose parents have abandoned him because his own father, God, turned his back on him while he was on the cross. He can relate to a person fighting a deadly disease because he became every disease for our sins. He understands all temptations we are faced with that's why I can boldly say neither height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, number three, y'all thought I lost my number. Number three, Jesus adopted the woman. Now, I know some people were born in a Cadillac and your mama said you won a mistake. You're not, but you know. <laughs> I'm just leaving it alone. You here because you ain't a mistake of God, but you know, they weren't trying to make nothing. It was, yeah, let me go on and preach for, for Lavar turn the sound off. Let me, let me stop before I go too far. Jesus <laughs> adopted the woman. See, see, it's one thing to have a baby, and you, I, hopefully, everybody is wanted. You are all wanted, you are all loved. But if you adopt the child, you know you want the child because you already know the issues and the background of the child. You, 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 you went and you filled out paperwork and you went through the trouble to make sure that you went through all the government officials to get to say, I'm going to be the legal guardian of this child. You made a conscious decision. I ain't saying you didn't make a conscious decision before, but I'm saying I know you made one when you adopted her. And that's why Jesus said he adopted a woman and called her daughter. Pulled her into the family of God. He spoke to her in behalf of the Father and gave her the assurance that she was accepted by God. The fact that God would help her was conveyed to her immediately. Note what also Jesus said. He said, be of good cheer. She experienced the cons uh, consolation and assurance of God immediately. <clears throat> when a person comes to God in desperation, God immediately gives a knowledge of adoption and comfort. 
He gives such a release from pressure and desperation that the person's spirit sighs and reveals in the newfound peace and revels in the newfound peace. Jesus will give you peace. See, number four, it's the last one of the points. Four, Jesus made her whole. His virtue, power, and life was infused into her, and she was saved and made whole. She had feared facing Jesus because she feared being rebuked. She was wrong. See, can, can I talk to the women and I got to talk to the people who've been losing stuff for so long? I, 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 can I just prophesy to you? Can you just cast your nets on the other side? And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying go to another side of the job. I'm not saying even go to another side of the race. I'm not saying go to another. I'm, I'm just saying, really, I'm just saying do it one more time. Can, can I tell you for a minute? I know you're better in the natural hole. I know you keep applying for jobs. But, but can I just prophesy to you and just cast your net on the other side? You know, Jesus, the fish, Peter already knew it didn't make no sense for Jesus to say cast a net on the other side because the fish weren't out there. But at the end of the day, he was just saying do it one more time. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When Jesus said cast the net on the other side, he was saying do it one more time. Can I talk to you for a while? Can I talk to some women? that have been ostracized, that have been turned away from jobs over and over again, denied contract. Can I prophesy to you right now? Cast your net on the other side. Do it one more time in the spirit. Do it one more time under the prophetic voice of your pastor. Do it one more time as the black Negro you listening to online right now. Cast your net one more time. I'm talking to you. Do it one more time. I'm talking to you. Do it one more time. Fill out the application one more time. Go to the boss and ask for a promotion one more time. Pray for your healing one more time. Oh, pray for your child one more time. Go beg your child out one more time. She was feared of being rebuked. But Jesus longed to heal us. See, some of y'all fearing of being rebuked. Don't worry about being rebuked. You have not because you ask not. I ain't say go ask 20 more times. I say ask one more time. I'm prophetically speaking to you right now. Some people out there that need a breakthrough that have been trying to get contract, that have been trying to get breakthrough, that have been trying to do all these different things. But I'm telling you right now, do it one more time. No person is too dirty. For Jesus. No person is too sinful for Jesus. In fact, the more unclean the person is, the more he wants to cleanse and make them whole. Woo! Get out the crack house. Go to rehab one more time. Go to deliverance service one more time. He, he, he there. Faith. The thing that God wants from us is the very same thing a parent wants from a child, faith and trust, love and dependence. God wants us to believe and trust him, to love and depend upon him. This is clearly seen through, his, through this passage. He wants you to respond. He wants you to, to, to depend on him. <clears throat> I know my mama listening. Sorry, my mama talked about you for a minute. 
When I was young, I was always just, I know I, I couldn't pay no bills, but I always was this independent child. And I would learn, I used to sell these things from Captain Zero. And I would go and I would sell these things. I would know what neighbor, I would go to different neighborhoods and I would go to my people first and then go to the other neighborhoods last because I knew they needed their product back a little quicker. I'm talking about I'm five years old. And the first thing I got when, for the prize, I got a little little thing to go on the back of my bike so I could put all this products on and I'd ride it and you know all the white people was buying from the little black kid probably thought he was homeless and I was just making all this money I was getting a little prize and all of a sudden I, and then I was such a businessman even at five what I would do was you know they would say if you get a prize like say if I sold 50 items and the prize was 40 and they said if you get the prize that's 40 then they'll send you you know $10 back but I would just say I'd write them a little letter with my big old pencil had that big old special ed pencil. And I write there and I would say, well, you know what? This gift was 40 items. I just kept $10. And so don't send it back. I ain't trust them. I ain't know who they were. <laughs> and, and, and then one of the, I got to the point where I didn't want no more pride because I got no pride. I just wanted all the money. So if I sold 100 items, I wanted $100. So I keep a dollar, and mama was mad because she's like, you're making too much money because your mama loves you. She wants you to depend on her at least a little while. You, you feel me? And that's how God is. God is a jealous God, and he's tired of you taking his job. Oh, yeah, I don't hear what I'm saying. God is trying to be a good parent of you, but you keep trying to be so daggone independent. You keep on trying to go get a job all by yourself. Can I tell you something right now? I have not. Now, I ain't talking to y'all jokers who ain't got no job. Don't you try this at home. I ain't filled out an application since 1997. Every job I get, God promotes me on his own because I depend on him. Oh, let me get out of here. Mama going to get me. Hey, Diedrich, going to edit that. God responds to true faith. God does whatever good a person asks if that person really believes in him and his power. And amazingly, the request can be in behalf of another person. God would touch the life of another person because we pray in faith. Jesus healed the soldier because a centurion interceded on his behalf. Remember that? He said, don't even come to my house. But Jesus said, I ain't seen this much faith, not in Jerusalem. But this pagan got more faith than you. It don't matter how long you've been in church. Some old seasoned saints, and don't get mad, I ain't call your name, I ain't talking about nobody, but you know how folk always get, oh, you're talking about. It don't matter how long you've been in church, it matters how mature your faith is. Has your faith matured to the level that you can have what God wants you to have. God don't deal with chronological time and space. He deals, he don't deal with linear time and space. He deals with circular time. He sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. And he deals with something called Kairos time. He puts you where you're supposed to be when you're ready for the position. Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead because of his faith. The hemorrhaging woman was healed and saved because of her own faith. 
The two blind men received their sight because of their own persistent faith. The dumb man possessed by an evil spirit was delivered and received his sanity because of the faith of others. Our faith is only as strong as the object of our faith. The power of faith does not rest in a person's own faith, but in God and in God alone. Christ can do anything no matter what it is, but the question is, will he? And he will if you believe. Y'all don't hear what, do you believe he can do it? Because Jesus ain't in the business of trying to prove nothing. You know how you know who you are? Can I talk to the people that know who they are and people say, I know you can't do this, but you know you can do it. So you don't try to prove nothing to anybody because you like, I don't have to try to dignify who I am. Will a cheetah, will a, you, could you talk a cheetah into racing you? A cheetah be like, I ain't hungry right now. But I might eat you, but I ain't got time to be racing you. I already know I'm fast. I ain't got nothing to prove to you. I ain't finna run just to run. Jesus said, I ain't finna heal you just to show you I'm powerful. Can you believe I can do it? Do you have faith that I can do it? I don't want no more Moses faith, although I love Moses. I want some Joshua faith. I want some folk that'll step in the water before I make a move. I want some folk that'll go to the job and claim their promotion before I even get a promotion. I need some folk that'll lay hands on their own self and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus before I heal them. Can you believe I can do it? You won't be denied. You won't be disappointed. You won't be defeated. You won't be dejected or rejected. You will have the victory. I know you can't slap nobody right now, but if you can just hunk your horn in your car and just give a shot of victory and say, you know what? My cycle mess is over. I'm not going through any more defeat. I'm not going to wait my turn. I'm about to tell this slippery serpent right now in the name of Jesus, I'm coming out of my depression. I'm coming out of my lack. I'm coming out of my poverty. I'm coming out of my sickness. I'm coming out of my unemployment. I'm coming out of my brokenness. I'm coming out of my bad relationship. I'm coming out of all my mess up. I'm coming out of my sinful life. Can you have faith? The problem is you keep looking to Jojo. Come on, somebody. You keep looking to Christy. You, you, you keep looking to man and woman. You keep, you keep looking to, to Hennessy. And, oh, come on, somebody. You, you keep looking to Reefer. You, you, you keep looking for crack cocaine. You keep looking for everybody and everything around you to bring you comfort. You keep looking for cupcakes and Reese cups. You keep looking for chicken. You, you, you find your comfort in all this. You keep looking for party. And some of y'all even keep looking for church. I'm not saying don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together, but church can't save you either. Only Jesus can save you. You come here to hear a word about Jesus, not to satisfy your traditional high. Oh, what can wash away my sins? Mm, nothing but a blow, blood of Jesus. I, oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I plead, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is all the, my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now by this I overcome, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now this is the only way I can be healed, nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus. How can I get out of an abusive relationship? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. They had a, I had a lump in my breast, but nothing but the blood of Jesus. They said something was wrong with my prostate, but nothing but the blood of Jesus. They said I wasn't going to ever be nothing, but nothing but the blood of Jesus. Can I talk to you right now? Nothing can make you whole but the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to wait my turn. I'm going to walk up to Jesus because I got a personal relationship with him. When he died on the cross and the sun was black and the moon was dark and the earth quaked, he split the veil from the top to the bottom. Not the bottom to the top. And the reason he split it from the top to the bottom was so I can know it was his hands that moved the veil and the barrier away from me. It was him that stepped out of glory, walked down 42 burning generations enrolled himself in the flesh came out Emmanuel God is with us and if that was not enough to leave the elder shot and the haze of the gas this God went to the cross and died for me he died for women's suffrage he died so I could vote he died so black lives can matter he died to bring unity he died so I could not walk in poverty he died for my equality he died fill in the blank with whatever you need to fill it in with can I talk to the woman right now? He died for you to walk in equality. He died for you. He died. America, even if America don't live by its creed, even if America don't really believe that we created equal, even if America get mad when we say black lives matter and act like it's something racist because if black lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. Uh, if black lives really matter in America, I would go to jail for shooting you, not for shooting the wall. Ain't nobody go to jail but the people that missed. Oh, hold on, you missed the Negro. Oh, you gotta go to jail. How did you do that? You hit the wall, you endangered the walls. Do you know how much that drywall cost? That's how I feel. Oh, Lord, then it gave me a runway. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> God died for you. If there was no you, he would have still died for me. If there was no me, he still would have died for you. I need you to walk in your power and your grace. I need you to stop waiting on your turn. And what I'm really telling you is stop waiting on man or woman to give you anything. Create your own space. Create your own job. Make your own business. Do your own thing. You don't have to look for nobody for no handouts. Some of them folk on the street, make some signs. You make some good ones, go make some real signs. Sell them. 
Stop looking for people to throw bird seed out to you like you a pigeon. You ain't no pigeon. What you waiting on a handout for? This ain't the park. You ain't going there to get some bread for some old stranger. Man does not live by bread alone. Woman does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. The reason why you broke, because you ain't pressing toward the hills, toward the mark from which comes your help. <clears throat> Look toward the hills from which comes your help. Press toward the mark of his holy call. Stop pressing toward people. That lady didn't care about nobody. She was stepping over folk. People moving out of the way. Oh, that lady with issue blood. What in the world? She was moving over everybody. I'm going to get to Jesus. Focus on the King of kings and Lord of lords. And he will bless you.